Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in from the United States and around the world. If you are new to the show, thank you for being here, and I encourage you to explore all that we offer at the Spiritual Insights community. In addition to being the executive producer of the show, I am a psychic medium, energetic healer, teacher of A Course in Miracles, and channel for Jesus. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to my new special guest, Amy Verhagen from Blazing Heart Tarot. Amy joins us from England, and Amy has been working with the tarot since 2003 and has been working with Mother Mary since 2009. Mother encouraged Amy to offer the tarot in service to others, stating that she would be working through Amy in her interpretations. So, before each reading, Amy opens herself to the guidance of Mother Mary and Yeshua to bring forth whatever is needed to facilitate transformation for the client. Through gentle yet transformative live tarot sessions and email readings, Amy lovingly guides you back to clarity and confidence so that your light can shine brightly and bless the world. To learn more, you can reach Amy through her Facebook page, Blazing Heart Tarot, while her website is under construction. I was so excited about this. I brought her on before that's complete, but that'll be up soon. So I had a session with Amy through uh, Mother Mary's School of Love with Daniel Gibbons. Uh, you've heard us talking about School of Love. And Amy gave all the participants a tarot reading via email, and I was absolutely blown away. So much so that I wanted to bring her on the air to share her light with all of you. Well, I am excited to get started, so let's get going. Amy? Welcome to the Spiritual Insights family. I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much, Charlotte. It's such a pleasure to be here. This is going to be great because I, as I said, ladies and gentlemen, you gave me a reading and the listeners know about my situation with my husband, mm. but, but you didn't. <laughs> and you didn't know the backstory. I've since told the story on the air, you know, a, a verbal version of it. I have the longer written version that I'm working on because it was so involved on so many levels, spiritually, energetically, physically, you know, so much was happening. But a lot of what was happening is whilst one aspect of my life was coming to a close, another was blossoming. Mm. And that's how you described it. Everything I was experiencing, you described in such a beautiful poetic way that I I read it and was like, oh, my God, she just went right into the heart of what of how my life is transforming. 
because you talked a lot about transformation and opening up to a whole new way of living, a whole new world. And that's what I'm doing. Mm. So it was um, just spectacular. <laughs> and uh, I, I appreciate the thought and the heart that you put in. And I appreciate that, how you take mother by the hand and Yeshua by the hand and just kind of take yourself out of the equation yeah. and just bring through whatever the client needs to hear. Obviously you're, I'm not the only one you do this with. So this is, this is how you did it. Um, so thank you for that and for how you added to my prismatic understanding of what, how my life was changing at the time and how it continues to open up and expand. I appreciate it. Oh, such a pleasure. Such a pleasure, Charlotte. And it's a, a beautiful way that you described it, stepping out of the way, because that really is exactly what I do. So the things that I say or the things that I write, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth until I say it. And I really don't take ownership of the things that come through. And I just open myself and then I, I let it, I let it flow out. And there's always this tiny moment at the beginning of a reading where we've we've been through the exploration part and we lay the cards out and there's this tiny moment where I think to myself I have no idea what's going to happen now I have no idea what's going to what these cards are going to mean am I even going to know what they mean when I look at them it's like this just tiny instant and then there's the well that's not in my hands and then it just goes it just flows and it comes and it weaves and yeah it's it's beautiful it's, it's beautiful like a beautiful dance exactly exactly yeah mm. so the feedback i've received has been has been beautiful but actually for me it's it's such a pleasure and such an honor and so like healthy i feel so healthy after reading i feel so at peace and calm and it's really yeah it's just beautiful from every it's angle it's the same for me in my sessions with my clients because it brings me into a, a place where I am embodying my higher self. Yes. And so no matter what's happening in my day-to-day -day life, we all have personal problems and troubles and inconveniences. But when I, when I sit down to work with a client, all that melts away. Yeah. And it's like just embracing and embodying your higher self and those guides who are connected to with you and working through you to be of service to others and yes. it really elevates me and i get to float for a while afterwards yes. for several hours yeah and you, and you kind of come back down to earth <laughs> you come back down to earth but that's that's how i feel uh all the time doing this working with uh my my wonderful clients and um, meeting new people, especially just mm. with this whole arena, how wonderful this connection is. And yes. uh, so I gave you a, a session because I was so impressed. I wanted to give you a gift. How did you enjoy your session with me? Well, Charlotte, what a gift it was. It was just, I mean, I don't have words to describe it at all. It was spectacular. It was mind-blowing. It was beautiful. It was mm. deep. It was, it was magic. It was magic. That's the best way I can describe it. You came into my energy system and you did all this stuff and you told me what you were doing as you were doing it. And I was like, wow, oh my God. 
Yeah, I try to give a visual. I want people to see what I see. I wish I had a projection screen where I could show you all of these bright lights and explosions of energy. Oh, so amazing to observe. That's why I close my eyes a lot because it's just so beautiful to see. Yeah. It was so, so special to the way that you brought me along with you. You, I always knew what you were doing, what was happening. And then you brought through Metatron and Yeshua spoke and Mother Mary spoke. And it was just, I felt like my whole family had gathered around me to mm. take care of me and give me what I needed and take away what I didn't need. And it was so beautiful and so profound. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, that feels good to hear. Oh, my goodness. Well, I want the uh, listeners to get to know you a little bit. So I wanted to ask you, um, pretty much, you've, you've described it a little bit, but what is your overall philosophy, your approach um, to all that makes this process for you unique? Like, how does it work, basically? Mm. Okay, so what I found over many years with the tarot is that although we sometimes want to know what's going to what's going to happen, like, am I going to be okay? Or there's a sort of outward focus to any kind of anxiety or feeling of stuckness. There's a sense that, you know, something needs to shift somewhere. And what I found is that the thing that actually frees us to move forward is to really understand where we are now so it's really not about what's going to happen at right. any any point in the future it's what's happening now what are the different parts of you saying to you very part of us pulling us this way another part is pulling us that way and so we feel stuck yes we just feel kind of a bit log jammed or it feels unclear there's this fog very and scattered yeah 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 or and unclear exactly exactly i mean that's the whole reason that people come is there's a sense of i need to do something or i need to move or something needs to shift but i don't know what it is i don't know what i've tried everything and and i just don't know so um when somebody comes i take quite a long time to really explore with them where they are what's going on and we sort of follow the thread. We follow, I, I kind of follow it with my body. I kind of have a sense in my body of, of the stuckness or the clarity. And so I feel where the little bit of space is and, and we kind of uh, take the conversation there and we go on this meandering path. And then at some point we find what's really at the heart of this confusion or the situation. Mm. And sometimes it's connected in, a, in an obvious way to the issue that the person is having or the situation they're in. And sometimes it's something completely different that neither of us would ever have predicted was really at the root of, of this difficulty that they're having. And so when we identify that, and both of us have, have uh, the sense that this is really where the heart of the issue is, then we lay the cards out and explore in a really gentle The questions we ask are things like, what am I being invited to let go of? Mm-hmm. What's one new part of me is wanting to come to the fore? What am I being invited to embrace? What supports me? What isn't supporting me? Like really basic stuff. You know, it's not kind of 
what's going to happen next Tuesday or am I going to fall in love with this person? Or, you know, it's, it's really, it's very general. Yeah. I moved away from that stuff a long time ago. And that's why I was so excited to invite you on the air because you are in line with me about, it's not about what's going to happen next Tuesday. Yeah. It's about where you are now. What's shifting in you. Let's figure this out. And you won't be so afraid of what's happening next Tuesday. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. What this process does is it sort of brings the client, the person, us. I mean, this applies to me as much as to anybody else. Mm -hmm. It brings us like down into our bodies, into the feeling. I know what feels right. And so my... uh, my aim in the reading is is not really to tell somebody anything that they don't already know. What I'm really aiming for and what tends to happen is that the card comes out and I, I talk about it and the person, they say, yeah, you know, I think, I think I knew that actually, that really makes sense. Yeah. And there's like this kind of a recognition that happens and a, a piece that comes with that. Like I already knew this, my body or my heart or my mind or whatever was, was telling me this already. You've just amplified it a bit with the tarot cards, but actually this really is me talking to myself. And that reestablishes the power and the confidence and the sense of, yeah, I'm trustworthy. I know I have this wisdom inside me that will steer me right. What very often happens in a stressful situation is that we, we kind of think, oh, well, I can't cope with this. I don't have the resources or I'm not smart enough or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, and that, that, I mean, of course, we all feel that way. And we all need support when we feel that way. Right. But the support that's most useful is the support that brings us back to ourselves. It's not when somebody fixes the problem for us. It's when they guide us back to ourselves. So we say, oh, I want to fix this problem because I feel it. I know what my next step is because I feel it. Yes. Complication has fallen away. And now there's just this clarity. I know it's important and I know what I need to do. And that's what it's about. Clarity and self-awareness. Yeah. That's what scares us is we don't understand what's happening inside us. These overwhelming emotions, panic, fight or flight. Can be. Can be. It's overwhelming. Sometimes. sometimes it's, I don't feel anything and that brings me. That's true. I really want to change something in my life because something isn't working, but I don't know. I don't know why isn't working. I don't know how to kind of move past this. It feels like there's a barrier. And then just the clarity comes and suddenly there's no barrier anymore. Right. Simple. That's beautiful. You know, I haven't worked with tarot cards in actually 20 years. I used to. I used to give readings um, up until actually this is an interesting story. So I'll I'll share this with everybody. I don't think I've had an opportunity to share this with the listeners. But you'll find it interesting, too. So at the time of this taping right now, this is June in 2021. Okay, and my anniversary is coming up on June 26th of this year. It will be 20 years that I've been channeling Jesus. And I bring this up because it's significant, because on June 26, 2001, what I was doing that day was frantically trying to figure out a situation that had me upset or, or, or inconvenienced and stomping my foot 
And so I took out my tarot cards and I used the, the Rider Waite deck as well. And so I'm flipping them out on my desk. I didn't like the spread. I didn't like what it was saying. I scooped them up, shuffled them, flipped them out again. I did this a good four or five times. And I said, there's an answer here and I need it. There's something eluding me and it was making me angry. And I always teach the listeners that anger is something when used in a positive way can help you get to clarity. And so I took that anger and I sat down and said, I'm not doing this anymore. This is ridiculous. So I took the deck and I slammed it down on the desk and I sat down, closed my eyes and said, no, I know who and what I am. And I closed my eyes and I said, okay, I'm listening. And then what came through was good. Then the wait is over for all of us. And I said, who is this? And he said, it is I. I said, who? He says, do you not recognize my voice? Do you not remember? And I said, Jesus, and he said, yes. And then he took me on a journey. He says, do you remember when you were 12 years old and you were about to sing a solo and you were so scared? And I put my arms around you and I spoke to you in your ear. I said, I remember that like it was yesterday. He says, well, this is the beginning of your new life. Because now you're at the age that I was when my life ended. You're 33 years old. And this is how your life was written. That you would be born on Christmas. That you would have certain experiences. And there were a lot of times in your life where you were confused. Where you felt very alone. But deep down, you knew I was there. You knew it. Especially when I spoke to you. The times that I've, that I've spoken to you. And so once I got over my initial shock, as they say, the rest is history. And here I am. You know, channel for Jesus. But so I wanted to share with the listeners that that's how it all started. So it's funny that I've come full circle in the same month to when it all began and what I was doing when it started. And it was with Tara. Now, normally we wouldn't really explore such a thing, but just the way you do this and the way you speak and, and the heart that you bring to this is a perfect fit for me. So I wanted to share that. Uh, and so it is my 20 year anniversary this month on June 26th. Okay. So I want to share with the listeners uh, what you're, giving birth to, to share with the world. So what you're, what you're doing in addition to your uh, online and email readings mm. is you have um, a new moon reading. And so I want you to tell everybody about that. And you also started a new Facebook page, brand new, so that you can distribute it and people can get in touch with you while your website's under construction. So that's great. But tell us about the new moon reading and what your goal is in doing that. Okay, well, first I want to say thank you for sharing that absolutely beautiful story. 
so moving. I mean, I can absolutely relate to the frantic tarot readings. <laughs> oh, yeah. This isn't the answer I won. The reading must be wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank God I've also stopped doing that. But yeah, I fully understand. And what a beautiful story about that shift, that shift into the new beginning for you. And, and I'm in another one. Yeah. Exactly 20 years later, I'm in an absolute brand new life. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Beautiful. I just and sit in I awe of it. I do. Because mm. that was my new life. He said, this is your new life now. Mm. The first half of your life was about gathering information. You've been through an enormous amount of experiences. Why was this? So that you could explore the darker side of the ego. And to do mm. this, you had to experience or observe that behavior in others. And you got to see and experience a lot. And I was like, mm. that's true. Well, this is your new life. And this is where you take everything you've gathered and you share it with the world. Mm. I said, okay. So we haven't had the talk this mm-hmm. month yet, but obviously I'm in a new chapter, starting mm. a whole new life. And I'm about to move to a new city mm. and start fresh and, and see where life takes me. But anyway, back to you. Tell me <laughs> about the new moon reading and what we're going to do and how the listeners are going to be able to interact with this. Okay. So the new moon reading is um, is something that mother Mary asked me to do actually a a monthly kind of offering. So I decided to do it on the new moon as a sort of, for me, the new moon is like the the potential that's just about to emerge into form. And so the reading I'm going to qualify this in a, in a second, but it's these that are coming out for this cycle, essentially, for this lunar cycle. What's what? just growing now and it's going to reach fullness and come to completion. And uh, the way that I want to qualify this is to mention that my readings are always co-creations. So it's not a passive process for anybody. Um, I show up, I have the cards, um, but I'm not kind of doing it. We've got mother working through us and the, the energy that the client brings. You know, it's it's a co-creation. Everybody is an, is an equal part of the process. And so with this new moon reading, um, my understanding or my feeling is that the energies that come out in the reading or that are, are spoken about in the reading are the energies that the people who are going to hear about the reading need to hear about so it's not this isn't like the whole world this lunar cycle you know it isn't so okay necessarily whatever it's it's not uh, like an objective this is what's happening it's it's like what do we the people who kind of move in these circles and and connect Mm -hmm. with these energies what do we need to know so okay so anybody um, who resonates with it will benefit yeah that's my feeling that everybody who is ultimately going to read it is part of the co-creation. I guess that's what I really want to say. The yes. Collectively, meaning everybody who reads it or hears about it, we have created it together and it's what we need. Perfect. It's not necessarily, if somebody is, is not ever going to interact with it, it doesn't necessarily represent what's happening for them. But if you are listening now, if you've received it via my newsletter or you go and look on the Facebook page and you read it, then you have been part of creating it. So it's not just that it's for you, but it's also from you. And that's a really, really important point for me to make. 
this, I mean, in a, in a kind of literal sense, I am offering the reading, but in a deeper sense, we're all offering it to each other. We're all creating it together. And I really, I really want to emphasize that point. So if you're listening, then you're part of this. And I thank you for that. And I mm. welcome you. Beautifully so. said. Well, you did one for June, 2021. I've read it. And it's just like when you did my private reading, it reads the same way where it just opens your eyes to potential possibilities. And it really stokes the excitement that we all know change is happening. We are living in the world of COVID and trying to come out of this, mm. but there's still change to observe and experience. And so with you doing this, I think this would be a very nice way for people to kind of open the document. It'll come in a PDF document, right? Mm -hmm. That will be sent to you via email. Is that how you plan to distribute as well? Yeah. Yes, everybody on the mailing list will get um, a copy every month. Just a a monthly dose of, okay, what's happening in the cyclical energy this month? Yes. Yeah. What is what is being called to us? And I love how you put it moments ago. What are you being called to let go of? What are you being called to incorporate? How what's changing inside? Yeah. Okay, to to meet mm -hmm. the new energies that we're in. Okay, so and then you present the card and whether it's reversed or upright, yeah. and you go into your flow. You get into such a flow. That's right. And I just you know I I kind of I kind of sit with my chin on my hands and I read it and I'm like, wow, this is so deep. <laughs> and it takes me on a journey. And, and I see in my mind all the possibilities for me, what's opening up for me, you know, mm -hmm. and you ask very specific questions. What is your, was it four, four way? There are four questions. Four yeah. questions that you are answering for everybody. Yes. Let's go through them. Okay, so, um, I started with a general, what energy is waking up in the collective with this new moon? So I'm saying in the collective, but I'm talking about for us, as I said. Okay. Um, and this card, so this is just really the nature going on here. And the card that came up was the High Priestess, reversed. And it's, it's a really, it's an interesting uh, card to come up. The High Priestess is about the part of us that is very, very still on the inside. Very wise, very knowing, but very still. It's like that, the stillness within us that we can retreat to, that we can just take a moment, take a breath and feel the stillness within us, right. feel the calm, reconnect, and just, it grounds us. It kind of brings us back into one, one coherent being and it's, it's not an active energy. It's a, a very uh, kind of, it's a still, it's very still energy. But with the card being reversed, my sense was that we are being invited to carry this energy into the world. So we're bringing it out into the world of activity and interaction and all of that, but we're holding the stillness inside. So we're sort of taking it to the pea. We're cultivating it within ourselves through whatever practice works for us. And I made a point in the, in the reading of mentioning that you don't necessarily need to use stillness to find your stillness. Some people do 
Some people will meditate silently to reach that inner place, but some people will sing or dance or like go to the gym or, you know, like do some gardening or paint the wall. Like, it doesn't matter. It's not that you have to like now become a monk and live on a hill. It's not like that at all. Right, right this stillness is always inside us and we access it through whatever way works for us. Yes. And you're calling it stillness and it is stillness, but another way to put it, if, if we want to give a couple different perspectives is I like to say on the air that, you know, wherever your Zen is, whatever Mm -hmm. your spiritual connection is, what, what's your passion. And so whether it's in the arts, singing, dancing, Mm -hmm. writing, Mm -hmm. um, writing, is a big outlet for me. That's a big spiritual outlet for me. Singing used to be, but writing is my huge spiritual outlet and it puts me in a meditative state. Perfect. And so mother was encouraging me the other day to do more writing, to get into, to reach my stillness. So you're, I love your approach to that. Yeah. What you've described is, is really just what this is about. Well, it's, it's the first stage of it. The first stage is okay kind of uh, connecting to the stillness, feeling it and kind of carrying it. But then because the card is reversed, it's going outward. The high priestess, the right way up, she's all about the inward. But reversed, we're now taking this show on the road. So we are bringing the stillness to other people who might not have it. And this is interesting that it's taking place as everything starts to open up in a post-COVID world. That's right. What yes. did you connect with in quarantine that you can bring out to the external? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Might be able to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've all had, or many of us have had a lot of time, not all of us by, by any means, of course. Um, but even just with the, the, the restrictions in the outside world that we haven't been able to go places or do things, even if we've still been very busy with work and so on, there's, there has been this extra kind of stillness on the one side, of course, the, the high anxiety and so on. So those of us who are drawn inward and who cultivate this inner stillness or this connection with the inner self or the Zen, as you call it, we can bring that to other people just by, just by being somewhere. It's, this isn't kind of, it's not an, an active thing in a sense it's not that we have to do anything with it we don't have to go and talk to people about spirituality or you know it's not like that at all right it's literally not a soapbox uh, kind of thing mm-hmm. no it's not directional at all it's just a matter of being okay where you are where this stillness is it will affect people and it's not up to you to figure out who needs to be affected or why you just your role our role is just to be somewhere, to just be where we are and to bring this stillness with us so okay. that it can touch people who need to be touched by it, so that it can serve. And it's not, this isn't an obligation, it isn't a burden, it's just an opportunity to bring some of our light to some places where light might be needed. Beautiful, I love it. So what's the next question? Okay, so I'm going to read along. Okay. Um, so the next question is how are we being asked to engage with this energy? And the card, let me just say now that all four cards are reversed, which I mean, it's not, 
there's nothing wrong with reverse cards. They just give a different angle on something. And it's, it's a little bit unusual to have all of them reversed, but I mean, it's, it's not a big deal. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's significant though. And yeah, if, well, for those familiar with tarot, when they see that upside down card, they're like, oh no. Yeah, that's right. And that's never, like, you never there's need dread. to react that way. Like, there's no, there's absolutely nothing bad about them whatsoever. But right. okay. that also are reversed. One way to look at a reverse card is that it's a different perspective on something. And so my sense with all four of them coming out upside down was just a bit, really of a shift of perspective happening, probably bigger than us as individuals, just that we are participating in a wider kind of overturning of maybe the way that things have traditionally been seen or approached. Mm -hmm. So the second card, the seven of cups is of course also reversed. And this, uh, the seven of cups is about dreaming and imagining and oh how life could be I could do this I could do that but it's like sitting in your chair and thinking about it it's not doing anything so when oh, okay. it's reversed, mm -hmm. then as with the high priestess then it's about uh, moving from the, the passive imagination to actually doing something about it so taking action of some sort and my sense with this card so the question is how are we being this energy and the energy is is the stillness that we are being asked to, to bring into the world. And my sense, and I've thought about this actually subsequently since writing of the reading. Um, my sense is that we're being asked to consider how we're willing to act. And so that's kind of how I wrote it up in the reading and having reflected on it more and um, particularly in light of the, the coming up cards, which I'll talk about in a moment. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the important thing here is that when we feel the impulse to act in some way, that we check in with ourselves and we say, how do I feel about taking this action? How does it feel to me? Am I doing this out of obligation? Does it feel like pressure? Do I feel I have to do this? Or actually, am I consciously choosing this? Am I willing? Am I willing to do this? What am I willing to do? What am I not willing to do? And there's no judgment around this. It's not that, I mean, you don't have to do anything at all if you're not willing to, or you don't want to. Like that's, you mm -hmm. know, it's not about, right, you know, kind of put your shoes on and get outside and do something. It's not like that at all. We're being invited to really get to know our willingness. I feel like when I get the impulse to do something, and my being says, yes. And what does it feel like when we get the impulse to do something or we're asked to do something and actually our being kind of shrinks a little bit and it's like, mm, I maybe need some time to think about that or just an outright no, which we don't always necessarily listen to. So mm. particularly with it being connected to the high priestess, which is it's a feminine card and the feminine is, is never ever pushy. There's an invitation, but there's never any force or obligation. So my sense with how we're being asked to engage with this is that we explore our own willingness to step up in the world in whatever way. And we also, <laughs> um, yeah, just say that again. Sorry about that. No worries. So we are exploring what we feel willing to do without judgment. So we're not going to say, oh, I, I, I've been asked to do this. And actually, I find that I don't want to do it. And that means I'm a bad sister or I'm a bad friend. Or it's, it's just really about being neutral and observing. 
So bringing this, the stillness of the high priestess to the exploration of our willingness and what we're willing to do and what we're not willing to do. And the fact that those, those things are really okay and there doesn't need to be any judgment or any criticism. There's an invitation and no obligation to, to answer it. But right. it is fundamentally about the willingness to act and we're being invited to explore the ways in which we're willing to act, the ways in which we're not willing to act, and also what those two things feel like and how we can tell when we need to make a decision, how we know, how we can be guided as to what decision we want to make. Fascinating. I also want to um, bring to the forefront as well that over the uh, course of the last couple of years um, and beyond, which you'll probably become familiar as you become more familiar with the archives, what mm -hmm. we've been saying and what Mother Mary has been coming on the air in her transmissions to share with everybody is that we're coming into more feminine energy, that the patriarchal mm -hmm. structures are going to crumble, that it's more about going from the lower three chakras to the upper three. Mm -hmm. So this meshes very well with all the teachings and the building blocks that mother has laid out over the last couple of years mm. as to what we're what era we're moving into by stepping into the age of aquarius right yeah. there's more flow there's more feminine there's more nurturing there's more love yeah and there's less pushing and there's less distinction this is good this is bad no it's just this is like it's okay to be who you are it's okay to feel how you feel that's it there doesn't have it doesn't have to be assessed it doesn't have to be ranked mm. you don't have to prove anything to anybody just look inside and find what's there and that's it yes and seeing yourself as equal correct is yeah. a huge point that mother makes it's about equality on so many levels racial mm -hmm. equality um e equality for women equal pay yeah. that and she and she emphasizes all the time that to be neither inferior nor superior to anyone mm. and just love them for who they are. And for everybody yeah. listening, I can only say, this is what the thought that's been permeating my mind this week is we all need to give ourselves a pat on the back. We really do. Because if you are alive on the planet right now, there's a reason. There's a reason you're here and we have stepped up to an extraordinary task to facilitate this enormous change that hasn't happened in millions of years. Mm. And so if you're here, you are indeed valuable to what's happening on the planet. Yeah, I would absolutely second that. Okay. Throughout the process of School of Love, it's been really um, noticeable how much collaboration has been at the at the heart not, not, uh, at the heart of it maybe is, is overstating it but a real part of the fabric and we have the beautiful yoga sessions every week with Deborah Hess mm -hmm. Taro other people offering sessions and it felt like this really overt co-creation and you and I are collaborating and it just it really yes. I have a really strong sense of us as individuals coming together to collaborate, to create this new thing, because collaboration is, is going to be at the heart of it. It will. We all have different things, different gifts to bring, and they're all necessary. We all have that little piece of the jigsaw that, that we bring 
and then right. the jigsaw is incomplete if one of those pieces is missing and it's not for us to say this piece is more important than that piece this gift is more important than that gift it's just true it doesn't make any sense which this actually is, mm, go ahead this is just my contribution and i'm honored to offer it yeah without judging it and anticipating that others will judge it too there's yeah. none of that here mm. none of that and that's yeah, what you're being asked to let go of correct relinquish not just towards other people but towards i mean this one is is very specifically about ourselves that when we turn our gaze inwards and we we engage with ourselves that we also let go ideas of this is better and this is worse it's good to say yes it's about to say no or it's it's good to say no and it's about to say yes you know just to take those things out of the equation completely and just say well this is just how i'm showing up today this is where i am today mm -hmm. there is no scale that i can measure this against and to right. just like let go of that whole story about this is good and this is bad and i should be this way and i should be that way just to just gently let it go there you go yeah and so i mean this brings us really perfectly to the next card because mm -hmm. the next card really is about the equality when we're looking outward. Oh. When we're, the, the, this, the Seven of Cups, is really about our relationship with ourselves and allowing that space to be, the freedom to be, and the, the uh, allowing ourselves to act in the ways that feel good to us and allowing us to choose not to act in the ways that don't feel good to us. Hmm. So the next card, the question, um, that I that I label it with ask to give of course in relation to this uh, high priestess energy and the card that has come up reversed as ever is the star and the star and this is it was an interesting card to come up and a, a slightly new take on it really than I've experienced before with this card so the card in general in its upright position is about healing and that time after a very intense or difficult or stressful period when things have resolved themselves and we're kind of flowing again and we're maybe just taking a little bit of time to it's not necessarily a retreat but we're really appreciating the peace we've been That's through true. some kind of something and it's resolved yeah. itself now and, and we're, it's kind of plain sailing again and <clears throat> and this me. is what really you know grabbed a hold of me okay because you say um the star is a card of healing or rather the calm that comes after upheaval or mm. prolonged stress when the circumstances have finally settled and we can just breathe again just rest it's the new skin if you will once the old skin has been shed and that's where i am that's exactly where I am after such prolonged stress over years and the situation is resolved. Mm. And so this is my chance to breathe. This is my chance to say, okay, you can rest now. Yeah. You, you ran a long race and now it's time to rest. So please continue. Mm -hmm. So yes, you, you're absolutely correct. That is the, the kind of the, the energy that's inherent in this card is that rest and the, the peace. Now, specifically in this reading, and also because it's reversed, <clears throat> excuse me, the feeling I had with this card was again about equality. And it was about <clears throat> how we relate to other people who have been through something 
some kind of stress, trauma, oppression, whatever it might be. And so with this being the feeling I have in terms of what we are being asked to give with this card, what we're being asked to offer to the world or to the people in our lives outside of us, is that when somebody else has been through this, some kind of experience, and they are now in this phase where maybe it's not as acute, but we're still aware that they've been through something, that we don't approach that person essentially with pity or with a sense that a poor you, you've been through this. Yeah. But therefore I need to save you or I'm going to rescue you or, you know, that kind of unequal, I'm here and you're there kind of energy. Yeah. And that it's encouraging us to, I mean, obviously we need to acknowledge when there has been pain of any sort and it's beautiful to offer support, but the support we're being asked to offer is equal to another equal. I am a whole person. You are a whole person. You've been through a tough time. I'm feeling pretty good at the moment. How can I support you? But it's not, you are now incapable because you've been through this and I'm capable. So I'm going to do stuff for you. I'm going to fix your, and that brokenness. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That we cannot broken. Correct. Yeah. No matter what you've been through, no matter what we've been through, we're not broken. Of course we can be, we can be sad, we can be traumatized, we can be all of those things, mm-hmm. but that doesn't take anything away from our essential being or our worth or our inherent capability and wisdom. I mean, if there's anything that the tarot teaches us or has taught me, it's that everybody has exactly the same amount of self. Everybody has the same inner teacher, the same inner guide, the same inner knowing. Everybody has that, every one of us. Some of us are more aware of it and some of us are less aware of it, but nobody is unequal in that respect. And nobody, it's its the difference between support and rescuing, essentially. To go and say to somebody, I can see that you might need a hand. Is there something I can do? Rather than saying, you need help. I'm going to do it for you. So it really felt very strong when I was doing the reading, this message of don't look down on anybody and don't let anybody look down on you. We've all been through things. Some people have been through horrendous things, but that doesn't make them less than you. You may have been through horrendous things. That doesn't make you less than anybody else. And that has to be the starting point. And if Mm. that is established, then the support that takes place is going to be respectful of everybody involved. It's going to be honoring. It's going to include everybody's needs. It's not, you know, this this kind of whole rescue, rescuer victim thing tends to overlook really both parties. It doesn't really, nobody gets really fully listened to. There's this kind of set of assumptions that mm. get activated. This has mm-hmm. happened to you, therefore you need this, so I'm going to do it. But you, you might never ask that person, would you like me to do this? Because there's this kind of like, kind of controlly thing that happens. And There is that. We we talk about that from time to time here. Like, did, okay. did they ask you to save them? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And Because some people get frustrated when, they attempt to save someone from a situation or from the way they are. <laughs> and the, the, the wind up is that the person is very angry with them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I, I said not too long ago, I said what I had to learn with my family, because you'll, you'll probably hear, you know, the sharings of, of my immediate family, you know, traumas. 
nobody asked me to save them. I decided mm. that's what they needed, and that was wrong of me to do that. That was not my decision to make. It was missing forums. It was missing forums. Yeah. Yeah. I was was trying to make peace in the household. Yeah, Yeah, you were. You were. You were coming from absolutely the right place with some slightly faulty kind of understandings of the situation. Exactly. Faulty. And I'm sure it ended up very frustrating for you and probably not particularly enjoyable for your family members either. No, I would agree with all everything you just said. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a beautiful example, Charlotte, of of this. And sometimes it's very subtle, and sometimes it's very overt. But there's always some level of disrespect or dishonoring when somebody is approached as some sort of victim. And I can't stress enough that there are victims in the world. Very much so. People are victimized, but yes, that doesn't when they're out of that situation they are they are still the person they've always been they're still they have all the resources they've ever had mm-hmm. yes they need support absolutely support like it, a billion percent we all go through an extraordinary array of traumas problems mm-hmm. scenarios some, I mean I've met people who can share a story that will make you feel better about your life you know, mm, someone, yeah. someone somewhere has a worse story than you do. Yeah, is is the general rule. Mm. But it doesn't change their essence. Correct. Exactly. Being a victim does not change the essence of who you are. Yeah. It simply means that you were the victim of a circumstance, or as I like to call it here, a body crime. There might have been a physical hurt that was perpetrated yeah. upon you. It happened to your body. It doesn't affect your spirit unless you give it that power. Well, even then, it doesn't. It affects your perception of your spirit. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't affect your spirit. It affects your perception of your capability. It doesn't affect your capability. That's an even better way to say it. Yeah, it's perception. And we can do the same thing when we approach somebody or we approach ourselves. We can choose that perception or we can choose the other perception, which is you are you are equal mm-hmm. you are as powerful as you've ever and been and, you've been and choices right now are extremely impactful mm. as powerful as they ever were yeah but right right now is really we've got to keep choices in the in the forefront of our minds absolutely because you want to be really clear about what you're choosing mm. because that's what you're creating yeah, and this goes back to the seven of cups as well. This kind of what what part of the things that I can imagine doing am I going to act upon? What am I going to choose to do? What mm. am I going to choose not to do? Yeah. Well, you said that, um, you know, what the tarot teaches and then you added, or maybe this is what it's taught me. I have to say something. <laughs> I think it's more what it's taught you because I've never heard anybody speak this way using tarot is a springboard so um and to the listeners this is why i wanted you to hear what she has to say because (laughs) these these are little doors that we're stepping through to just really explore the energies and the potentials and in in just Mm. in the way that the listeners are used to really Mm. so this is perfect i'm gonna sum this card up because there are really three levels to it okay Um, So number one, 
as always, 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 is how we relate to ourselves. How we relate yes. to our own number one relationship. Yes. Outside of Everything. that with God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this whole thing about the victim and the perpetrator and the rescuer, all that kind of stuff always applies to our own relationship with ourselves. And it's something just, it's, it's something beautiful to be open to. And, you know, you'll have a little response and think, oh, hang on, where's that coming from? And, you know, it can make a little exploration and things will just come gently to light. So that's the, the first level. And the next level is individual to individual. People that mm -hmm. we know, people that we come across through our of course. But there's also the, the kind of group experience. So black people have suffered hundreds of years of brutal oppression and absolutely that is something that we're all aware of and women have had thousands of years of again brutal violence oppression and i mean animals the environment we can take it anywhere we want to really there are so many um groups which so it's not an individual person that we're relating to but it's more of a conceptual thing where we're kind of conceptualizing a group in a particular way okay mm -hmm. or even first identifying it as a group and then kind of adding these perceptions onto it so this particularly with the way that things are moving in the world at the moment the black lives matter movement and you know lots of different that the me too movement me too yeah mm -hmm. yeah a lot of movement these, absolutely absolutely a lot of movement forward it's good. Yeah. And kind of groups are standing up en masse. Yes. Saying, you know, we need to we need to look at this. And it's it's important for all of us to consider how we how we engage, how we respond, whether we want to, and so on. And so this very much applies to that. Not looking at any group of people and saying, God, you poor people, let me come and rescue you or let me do this for you. Or oh. I mean, to acknowledge trauma and to acknowledge the consequences of trauma which are very profound. I mean, that's one thing that isn't victimizing somebody that's being realistic, but to, to take that further and say, you are now kind of fundamentally incapable and need to be rescued or need to be fixed or, you know, any of that, that's what this is really talking about to, to step mm -hmm. back from that, to just leave aside that whole question of who's superior and who's inferior, to just right. step out of that and say, number one, do I want to give support here? Because if not, then that's okay. Uh, that maybe is a controversial thing to say, but we we all have well, yeah, we all have a choice on what to support. That's it. No, that's fine. Not yeah. too controversial. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a there's a little story that I really love that somebody um told me that in England we have this white poppy, so we have the red poppy to commemorate the war, the war, and. Then there's also the white poppy, which um, I think was possibly initiated by the Quakers or some kind of peace group. Okay. That, that is also some people wear the white poppy. And I was about this and somebody said uh, she hadn't sold the, or, had, or hadn't distributed the white poppies in the year that had just gone by. And she felt quite, she'd been like super busy or had a lot on and she just, she felt she couldn't and she, she didn't do it, but she felt kind of guilty about it because she, she, it was an important thing for her. And another woman, it was a group of women, another woman in the group said, well, you know, it's funny because I just started doing it this past year for the first time ever. Oh. So one woman needed to put down the baton because she needed to take care of herself and her life. And this other woman 
unbeknownst to her, picked it up and picked it up. Yeah. So it's, it's something that I find really useful to consider when, I mean, there are so many pressing issues in the world that, you know, of course we feel we'd like to do something, but sometimes actually we, we don't want to, we feel like we should, but we don't want to for whatever reason. And this little story reminds me that if we can't do it, we don't have the resources right now. Somebody else does have those resources. Somebody else is doing it. We can take a break tomorrow. We do it or the time or whatever, but again, it goes back to this, just trusting, trusting how we're moved from the inside. Anyway, that was a little diversion. Uh, That's point- okay. That's a nice little story. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, to bring the equality to uh, on the kind of group level as well when we're looking at people who have been through yes. circumstances. And I just wanted to add, um, yes, without uh, utilizing self-pity or inferiority or superiority, mm-hmm. um, whether it comes to women or people of color, mm. um, whether it comes to women or people of color, it's about rising up together rising up together to ascend. Yeah. It's about ascension and expansion. Yeah, and and rebalancing. Mm -hmm. I'm not higher. You're not lower. I'm not lower. You're not higher. Let's just all get on the same boat together. and Exactly. Exactly. Because it won't, it's not about people of color being able to triumph, overcome and help themselves. It's about us joining them. That's why it's a movement. There's a whole movement of consciousness. Mm. And so many of us feel called to say enough. Yeah. Let's all join together and Mm. rise above this archaic belief system and practice and behavior and culture. Mm. You know, this norm that should never have been. We've learned from it. And now we grow. And go right, go right ahead. That in this case, we're being invited to do that is through that inner stillness. It's Mm. not what do I think I should be doing? What do I think you should be doing or anybody else? It's what do I feel moved to do? Where do I feel moved to be right now? What do I feel moved to say? Who do I feel moved to reach out to? And how do I feel about that movement? Am I willing to do it? If I'm not, then that's okay. Maybe I'll be willing tomorrow. You know, it's really taking um, our focus back inside in a really kind way and trusting that in the collective, there's enough wisdom for us to know what to do. That we, we're that little piece of the jigsaw puzzle. Each of us is that little piece with its own mm-hmm. special role. And we probably can't figure that role out by thinking about it. Or some people probably can, but those of us in this community, it's probably not going to be our dominant way that works for us. We need to feel the movement from within. Right. It's nothing to intellectualize or analyze or dissect. You have to feel it and go with the feeling. Yeah. Even if you don't understand it, even if it doesn't make sense to you, if you feel it, this is racist because she knows. She doesn't know how she knows, but she knows. She knows in her being. She doesn't need to rationalize it because she knows it. And so we're really being invited to embrace that. Okay. Not needing to know how we know or not needing it to make sense. Just really trusting that wisdom within us. That that also connects us all. You know, the woman who couldn't do the poppies or chose not to do the poppies that year 
and the other woman who chose to do it. Like we're all part of the same consciousness when we go deep down enough. So when right. one of us needs to put something down, another one of us will be able to pick it up. There you go. Beautiful. So um, our final card is a really sweet and beautiful one. And it's the page of wands. Of course, it's reversed. And the question that it's answering is, what are we being asked to receive? So we've heard all about what we're being asked to give, but we always need to receive in balance. And wands mm. is the part of us. It's the inner child, really. It's the inner, innocent, free little part of us. That's also very, very, very sensitive. And for most of us, has not come out of childhood unscathed. Mm. all have these little scars or big scars things that are scary things that feel too much or things that just feel a bit oh i'm not sure so we're being asked to take care of ourselves really to honor this part of us to i mean the page of wands the energy of the page of wands is very um it's like an excited child that loves to explore and it loves to play and it wants to try everything and it's got this absolute faith in the world it's got no sense that anything could harm it it's just like wow i'm in this huge playground well let me try everything okay and with it being reversed here it's still there but it's a bit hesitant now because you know it's, it's got its fingers burned a few times or things haven't gone the way it expected or it's had maybe some really major trauma and some really major pain so it's kind of okay. it's there in essence the desire to experience the world and kind of grow and be open to things but it's it's just a little bit a little bit kind of like oh i'm not sure so it needs the reassurance to feel safe and then when it has that safety then it's willing to explore and try things and take a little chance and follow it so um it's it's really if you think about how you would care for a child a sensitive you know beautiful sensitive child mm -hmm. it's just that's how we're being asked to relate to ourselves or we're being asked to hold a little bit of space for that part of us so that when a little bit of hesitation a little bit of uncertainty comes up we can say oh i see you i see that you feel a bit uncertain and I just want you to know that that's okay and I love you and I'm here for you and I'm not going to make you do anything that you don't want to do. I'm not going to force anything on you. Like you're safe. I've got you. Right. And then that little child part of you, it feels reassured. It's like, Oh, this is great. I feel safe. Like I'm, I'm protected. I'm taken care of. Nothing's going to happen to me. Therefore I can go out and play and have fun. When it doesn't feel safe, it's not willing to go and have a good time because it's just like, no, all my resources are going into self-preservation. Right. When it feels that security, then the nervous system calms down and the focus shifts to outwards. Oh, what exciting stuff is happening in the world? What might feel fun to do? Yes. And coming out of your shell. Yeah, exactly. A little more confidently. Yeah. A little more gracefully. Yeah, and a bit more willingly as well. Willing right. to try, willing to kind of give it a go. Willing, yeah. to, willing to have a good time. I mean, when the nervous system is in stress, when it's in fight or flight, it will mm. not have fun. Absolutely. Because the fun means relaxing and you can't relax if there's a threat. Right. But then that reassurance comes in. It's okay. 
even if there are threats out in the world, it's okay because I have got you and nothing is going to happen to you while I've got you. Then the kid, the inner little part of us is like, oh, great. And, it, you know, it kind of feels, you feel safe. Yes. And you can um, draw on your experiences because we don't just get one uh, opportunity to learn something. Absolutely. Many things take multiple opportunities yeah. different ways of approaching it different scenarios so the content we call it um we talk about content here mm -hmm. so the content the lesson can be the same one of my favorite examples is to use is fear of abandonment mm -hmm. right so the content's there the form is what changes so we have numerous opportunities to explore the same content in a variety of situations mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. with different people with different role players but what we can do yeah. here to pursue your point it's about telling the inner child it's okay i've got you you are safe what yeah. we can do is take a look and say you know what look how far i've come and i've always landed on my feet maybe mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. i landed on the ground, mm. you know, on my backside and, and it was painful, but I got up. Right. But, but you always land somehow yeah. and you move on and life yeah. carries you forward. So mm -hmm. if we draw on our experiences and we really take a, a step back and look at it and say, you know what, I've been through this in a variety of forms. I've been through this in a variety of forms. I've experienced this a number of times I've learned. And when you take that experience that you have and the wisdom that you've gleaned from those experiences and then the recognition that you are still standing, mm. let's quote Elton John, better than you ever did. You know? <laughs> okay. Let that song, you know, rise up in, in your mind, but you're still here. So mm. then take that and reassure that inner younger self. I learned a lot and yeah. I know how to protect you now. Yeah. I know how to protect you now. And I know that I don't have to freak out in the face of perceived threat, no matter mm -hmm. how big or small, I don't have to freak out. Mm -hmm. I know that there are tools at my disposal. I know that there's information I can find on the internet or, you know, a podcast to listen to that mm -hmm. will reassure me if I need it. But yeah. I don't need to perceive the end of the world and go completely into fight or flight. Yeah. Because you're really just taxing your body. You're putting your body through so much with this. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it often. The sympathetic nervous system becomes so mm -hmm. taxed. The adrenal glands constantly pumping chemicals into the bloodstream mm -hmm. become overwhelmed and fatigued. And then it takes the um, parasympathetic nervous system to calm you down all the time. And that constant stress, give yourself permission to relax. Let yourself off this hook of fight or flight. Yeah. Because it really is an important choice we need to make going forward. Yeah, correct. Because we've evolved to survive. So if there's a threat, if our nervous system perceives a threat, it will allocate all resources to that threat. It will be yes. full shutdown. We won't do anything else. I mean, you can spend a decade not doing anything else because it just doesn't feel safe. You yeah. just need to maintain high alert constantly and it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And something that has 
come through a lot in the readings that I've done is to relate. I mean, just really, as you've described it, to think about this in terms of the nervous system. So to let go of the story and to address the nervous system directly. So not to go into like, oh, I feel this way because I'm this kind of person or this problem always happens or just, you know, not to go into any of that story, but to say, oh, I notice, I notice that I'm triggered. I notice that I'm triggered. And the reason I'm triggered is that my nervous system has got a pattern that it learned. And now this thing that I've noticed, whatever the trigger was, has activated the pattern. And that's it. This isn't, I'm not responding to an actual threat. It's just a pattern that my nervous system knows really well and kind of defaults to. And so I'm gonna create a new pattern by saying, hey, nervous system, we're okay. And this age, I'm in this place, I'm okay, I can breathe, there's no risk. And then the nervous system slowly learns that when this trigger comes, there's actually no danger. And so it stops going right, into, I mean, right. it, it takes time, of course. But personally, the way that I found really effective is to, to do this kind of inner child thing, to speak to myself, speak to my nervous system as if it was a little child that was scared and say, hey, it's okay. I can see that you're feeling really scared and that is so okay. And I just really want you to know that I'm here with you and I've got you and there's no danger. You're really safe. I'm going to take care of you and I love you. And for me, that's the thing that's really worked. And then my nervous system's like, oh, oh I feel like I've been at the spa all day. And you know, it's a real, like it's a physiological change. Yes, absolutely. Based on the energy of the words that you're using yeah. to console yourself. Yeah. And we and all have those moments. We all do. And we always will. We all have. do. Yeah. I had one the other day. Mm -hmm. mm. Yep. Yeah. Up you on the ledge. Down. Nope. Come down from the ledge. You're fine. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So it's really about separating these parts of ourselves in a healthy way so that we can see a rational kind of perspective while yeah recognizing that this thing is happening physiologically in our body in our nervous system yes and that the way to i mean there are many ways to calm the nervous system deep breathing exercise talking to a friend i mean there are a million talking to yourself there are a million ways to do it and it's really worth exploring the things yeah that work for, we're for constantly adding to the listeners toolboxes we have the salt mm -hmm. baths we have you know we've yeah. talked about rescue remedy is mm -hmm. a fantastic Bach flower essence that yeah. works on stress. Yeah. I've, I use it. And um, I want to sum it up by saying this. Now is the time for everyone to answer the call and step up and embrace your own spiritual maturity. Mm. It's time. Beautiful way to say it. Beautiful. It's time. Yeah. And to you do, don't, it gently. So do it gently. Do it gently. Yes. Yeah. And don't try to sell yourself a story that you haven't learned enough yet. You have. Yeah. Yeah. You're there. And wherever you are is okay. Just step up and know that there's a different way to handle things and, and be willing to embrace a new way of dealing with the world and dealing with ourselves and improve those relationships with all of this new information we've gained this knowledge that we've tapped into the shifts on the planet energy's coming to the planet mm. covid look at what covid has taught us all 
a global lesson. And we've talked about that extensively on the show. But now is the time to kind of come out of whatever state you've been in. Picture a, a sleeping bear in a cave. Mm. It's time to kind of step out of that, step out of the shadows and step into the light. But just acknowledge that you are a, a much improved version, a much improved version of yourself. And and you you've got this and you've yeah. got yourself. Beautiful. A beautiful uh, little phrase that somebody introduced me to, which says, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And I really like that. Oh. Like, we don't have to be super amazing, evolved, enlightened beings before we can be useful to the world. Like whatever state we're in, even whatever mood we're in, we are serving. We can't not serve. We're part of the jigsaw we, we just, we are always affecting the collective. Say that um, again. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. I'm writing that down. Basically start where you are. Just, just start where you are. Just trust, just trust that you're enough as you are. And I mean, I'm saying this to myself as much as to anybody else, because we're all good. Elsie, do this to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I am the primary culprit in this community. <laughs> Definitely and, not the primary one. <laughs> and I will share verbatim. I, as I was saying, I was talking to Mother Mary the other day, privately, and um, meaning on Zoom. Mm -hmm. And we started talking about the radio show and all that I wanted to do. And her number one admonition, I will say, <laughs> is... Drop the perfection. <laughs> Make it easy and just get it done. Yeah. yeah. Because I like complicated. <laughs> I like complicated. HTML coding. <laughs> makes, punishment. makes me giggle. I love yeah. it. It's complicated. Anyway, she but she did. She said, drop, drop the perfection. Mm -hmm. Really. Yeah. You can't right now. Mm. You can't do that to yourself. Mm. So that's uh, something to, I think, type up and print and frame. Don't let the perfect <laughs> be the enemy of the good. That will yeah. be a, a nice little daily mantra as I get started with all the changes I want to make. Well, this <laughs> has been exquisite, Amy, just like I had a feeling it would. And it totally... Uh, uh... And it will it will take on a life of its own. I am going to have a wonderful time talking with you. And I'm so um, excited about this, Charlotte. So going forward, uh, Amy will be a monthly guest to offer her interpretation, guided, mind you, by Mother Mary and Yeshua on varying topics and events. We're going to take whatever's happening in the nail, and uh, you're going to do a live reading on mm -hmm. whatever question we pose. Yes. Now, this will be uh, not a call-in show, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're going to focus just on what's happening collectively, so to speak. So if in whatever's going on, um, right now we have, we just had a solar eclipse. Mercury is mm -hmm. retrograde. A lot of people are feeling a little beat up, right? <laughs> but that's why it was so important for you to do this new moon reading 
on these energies. Well, okay, so and let's answer these questions. So mm-hmm. this this will be a valuable tool so that we know where we are, like I said earlier, in that cycle. We have the new moon. Okay, it's a new cycle. What what are we dealing with? What's on the menu? That, yeah. also, that what's we our need to be aware of. What's that? Also, what's our guidance for this right. cycle? As things come up for us, as we right. experience things, what what are just a little, just those little short phrases like "Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good" or whatever it is that right. an individual takes from this reading, like just can be a little touchstone, mm-hmm. just a reminder, mm-hmm. go within or whatever whatever it happens to be. That this right. is what I found with this reading is that as things have come up, I thought, oh, that's interesting. So the reading said this about that. And I think that's really applicable here. And, you know, it's really helped me to kind of reflect on things and choose how to approach them. And, and its usefulness um, goes beyond. Um, it has just so enormous potential because, and this is something I always wanted to do on the show. So I'm just thrilled to have connected with you um, to just say what's happening now. How do I fit into it? But mm-hmm. see the struggle, that's the, the problem is the struggle. The solution is how do I get into alignment with the energies taking place now? So that's what we're going to be exploring. How do you get into alignment with these energies? And this will be a simple way to do it. So everybody will be able to sign up for your newsletter and they'll receive this once a month around the time of the new moon to get those questions placed in their hands so that they can figure out what to do with them, right? Yes. And then you and I are going to do outside. We're going to break outside of that box. That'll be one thing in and of itself. But we're going to break outside of the box and just explore and have fun. Yes. But speaking of fun, there's something I wanted to share with the listeners because I think it's too cool. Do you mind if I tell them a little bit about what you're doing with your life? (laughs) Go right ahead. Okay, because this is awesome. So in in terms of working out the schedule and when we could tape the segment, I had to take into consideration that I needed work done on the brakes of my car. So I told Amy about it. And then she said, oh, well, I wish I would live closer to you because I would be able to fix your brakes. I'm studying (laughs) mechanics. And I was like, wait a minute. So when we first got together on Zoom to uh, work out some details, I had to ask. So. Tell them what you told me. So you're in school learning mechanics right now. Yes, I am. I'm doing an evening course and I started it. I mean, I've wanted to do it for years and years because I love all that stuff, engines and fixing things. Okay. So I started like just for fun, but I have a really old car and it needs a lot of work. So I keep having to learn things. Now I'm just totally hooked. So my plan or my hope, I'm going to do level two next year, maybe do level three, then I'll be qualified. And what I would really like to do is to teach people, but women in particular, how to take care of their cars. Because, you know, I've been to the garage with my boyfriend at the time, and I was really interested in our car, and he was not one bit interested. So we were having some trouble, and I spoke to the male mechanic and explained the issue. And the male mechanic responded to my boyfriend, who hadn't said a word. So then I responded to him because I was the one who knew what I was talking about. And he responded to him again. And I'm like, oh, my God. So for me, it's part of the equality that, I mean, there are a lot of men who also don't know how to fix their cars. So I would be more than happy to teach them. Really, for me, it's all about women and 
like just breaking the stereotype that women can't do certain things. Like when I'm outside, there are a lot of kids around where I live that kind of hoon around the streets. And I'm really conscious when I'm like messing around under the bonnet of my car, taking my engine apart. I'm really conscious that these kids can see me. Yeah. And that you can tell a child a thousand times that women don't fix cars or women don't, you know, fill in the, the blank, but they just need yes. to see one woman doing it and they know that it isn't true. Right. So it's like, I mean, it's so much fun. I love it, but it feels like just another way to contribute to this rebalancing. Wow. This is fabulous. So you're going to teach women in particular overall, you know, men, men included, anyone who wants to learn can learn from you, but you would like to empower and encourage women to be more independent with the more masculine correct things to do yeah because it's so much fun like why do the guys get to have all the fun messing around under their bonnets of their cars we should be doing it too yes i remember when i learned to change my spark plugs and mm. to do certain things a boyfriend taught me it's amazing yeah and, I, and it felt really good to understand yeah. what i was doing what needed to happen and what it would be like yeah. when i when i was done with it yeah to, to be independently knowledgeable yes is exactly. very empowering this inner child. given the chance i would definitely take a class with you oh well that's fabulous definitely take a, a class do like a maintenance class or how to identify problems and how to educate women i mean we could probably go on for another hour now hey this might be how to, uh, reading what's that this might be our next reading this is this is true but you know there's always this impending threat when there's something wrong with your car that you're going to be ripped off exactly. because you don't know exactly what's wrong with it. So you need yeah. someone else. So I found this mechanic who is completely trustworthy hmm. and totally helped me out just recently um, with a serious problem with my car. And I felt so taken care of. Oh. I felt so taken care of, but yeah. anyway, so he came up with this fabulous solution because my car wouldn't start. Anyway, that's something for later, but it just, it makes me giggle to think that someone can come to you for a tarot <laughs> reading and this enormous spiritual wisdom just drizzled <laughs> down around them and you fix cars too. So I like, to so you're one-stop shopping. That's what I say. You're one-stop shopping. Now people in England are going to love you. <laughs> Come for the tarot, stay for the breaks. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh my goodness. This was wonderful. Thank you so much, Amy. Oh, it's I hope so you had a good time. I did. I did. Oh, it's so wonderful. Thank you to all the listeners as well for being here. And yes, I'm sure oh, I'm sure they're going to love you. Okay, everyone. Once again, uh, Amy will be a monthly guest to offer uh, her interpretation of the energies. And you can find her to book a, a reading on Facebook at Blazing Heart Tarot. And what I'd like you to do, everyone, if I may ask, is please go to Facebook, go to Blazing Heart Tarot. And stop by and say hello to Amy. Welcome her to the show, to the Spiritual Insights team and family. And like her page, it's brand new. I'm literally, I'm the first one to go there and like it. So please stop by and um, give her a warm welcome. I would appreciate it. Her new website will be available soon and we'll alert you to that fact when that occurs. So 
Please visit spiritualinsightsradio.com where you can join the Spiritual Insights community by subscribing to the periodic newsletter. And you can also review the archives of the transmissions we offer with members of the Divine, including Mother Mary, Metatron, and Divine Mother in our series entitled Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil. So you want to keep an eye on that. Go through the archives. Try to catch up if you're new. Okay. If you would like to book a private healing session with me, there is a new uh, technique available where you can experience a sacred clearing of your energy field where my expanded team of divine members, uh, which continues to grow, where they work to remove old outdated energies, implants, inhibitors, and entities, anything that is holding you back from the best expression of yourself, anything that is expired and outdated. We will be able to remove that from the seven layers of your aura. This is what uh, Amy experienced. So in attendance, the divine beings I will be working with include Jesus, also known as Yeshua. We will be using Yeshua more and more so we can make that transition in his name. Mother Mary, Metatron, Divine Mother, Archangels, Uriel, Michael, Zadkiel, and the newest member of my team, Christiel, among others. Other people do stop in to contribute to the work. It is absolutely amazing. And so many people are getting back to me and saying how they just feel so different, so illuminated and lighter and mm. just excited about the future. So yeah, I'm excited well, to relate. share this with you. Go to the website and book a session with me if you would like to have this work done for you. Amy, thank you so much. I look forward to speaking with you again next month. Oh, thank you so much, Charlotte. It has been such a blast. You're very welcome. All right, everyone. That's our show for today. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.